But he's not a stranger to this pulpit or to this congregation or family. So let's give him a good Bendale welcome. We're going to have him preach, aren't we? Put your hands toward him. Amen. And say, God anoint him to preach a word to us. Bless him, Lord. Bless him. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. Now, praise the Lord, all the rest of you. <laughs> praise God. I know there's a lot more people in here, it looks like, than what it sounded like. But maybe your voices are, are a little bit dim. That's okay, I guess. Because my voice isn't always real strong, is it? I tell a story real quick. It had nothing to do with what I'm going to say, but I told Pastor Moore, I told my wife, and it's still eating me up. You know, the man Christ Jesus is <clears throat> he's not here anymore in the physical. Not the man that died on the tree. That John says that we have tasted and seen and our hands have held and handled of the word of life and we beheld him and were eyewitnesses of his glory I was in the parking lot at Sam's in Mobile and I've over the last few years used to when I was on days at work sometimes maybe on nights I'd go by early and go in and get a, some things if they wouldn't spoil if it did maybe I'd take it in and put it in the freezer at work but I've had occasion to run into people and they're invariably they're begging and asking for money for whatever reason I've even had occasion to run into one particular gentleman later and I felt sorry for him because he knew some people from around Loosedale area and stuff and I was at Lowe's and I heard somebody say that's a nice truck you got there man that's a fine truck same line he used at Sam's parking lot and I was at Lowe's just a little further down this time I turned around and looked at him and said yeah I know you yeah, you remember my truck pretty well, huh? He said, say what? I said, yeah, that's what you said the last time I saw you. I was <laughs> I was there the other day, and I got out of my truck and started walking forward, and I seen a young lady coming. And she started to say something, and I knew that what the 
deal was. And I said, how you doing today? You doing all right? And they just kept on walking. She said something. I said, I just kind of just kept on walking. Got in the store, and I thought to myself, you know, if I see her when I go back out, I'll, I may help her out. I get back out there, and I start and get to my truck, and I hear that voice. And, uh, and I make my way on around my truck to open it. And she says, sir, I, I've been in a bad relationship and this and that. And I said, young lady, do you know how many times? And, and there's been multiple people, sometimes more than two. I mean, more than one on some occasions would ask for money and because of some of the people you know they're using the same line and still hung up a month or so later they're still hung up and still got the same problem asking people for money for that same thing I need a ticket to get home I've been right here in that bus station not far away and I told her and I, I, and I said I said um, do you understand how many people that have used and are in this parking lot that I've come in contact with over the years. I says, I said, so, uh, and I didn't say I couldn't help her or nothing, but in a minute she kind of turned and walked away. So I loaded up my groceries and um, got them in the truck. And she had walked off and fallen another lady. I could hear her kind of so I got in the truck and I took some money out of my pocket and I had a $10 bill. I put it there and I had it in my hand. And, and I'd done that before I got, I done took my money out and said, oh, well, I'm going to give her this if she, I can. And when she turned back from that lady, she was just bawling and crying and squalling. I rolled my window down. I had to, no, I was in, might have been in Becky's truck. I don't even know. And then I rolled the window down and I says, uh, young lady, young lady, here, take this. I want you to have this. And she said, thank you, sir. She barely could talk. But the need in her face was real. And I walked away from there giving her something for her physical need and never did address what her problem really was. We've got the answer. I said, we've got the answer. There's a hurting world out there. And I thought about my own grandbabies and daughters in times past. What if that were them? I would want somebody to help them. I wouldn't care how bad they were. I would just want somebody to help them. No, I can't save everybody. I can't help everybody. But God somehow let us see through all of this 
stuff and see a world that is lost, searching, and yet lost. Seeking, but still lost. And God said, and yet my hand is stretched out still. And I tried to call in my hand. I wonder how many of them we've failed to reach. Man, I got something to say, and I, I, I don't have some. I don't know how to say it. I, it's been on my mind for I don't know how long. I wrote it down and. I didn't realize it it was my time in the box. We got so kind of convoluted, but this has been something that I I may mutilate it and it may not make any sense, but now I'm going to go what I wrote down just come to me. I might have been here one morning a couple of weeks ago. Longer than that, I don't know. But uh, anyway, I it come it just and so I got the last first. I don't I haven't worked this out very long. <laughs> but it's Sister Moore's birthday party this evening, so I'm gonna try not to uh, hold you a, a long time. So maybe. Because of the conundrum and all in my mind that uh, this will work out for your favor. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Y'all been praying for my eyes that I won't have to use these glasses anymore. And I ain't talking about going to no doctor either. I got the doctor in me. Brother Ford, you're a little bit crazy. That may be. You let me be crazy. Like the Apostle Paul serves, I believe God. He says he's going to heal me. He told the Israelites, he said, Moses, you tell them I'm going to keep them from all the diseases, and I'm going to run the diseases out of the camp. And there's going to be no more sickness in the camp, he said. He said, I'm going to take care of sickness. I don't believe outside of their disobedience to God that a one of them had a sickness for 40 years in the wilderness. You believe what you want to believe. I don't believe there was any earaches. I don't believe there was any headaches. I don't believe there was any stomach aches outside of their disobedience that God put on them some things. got your Bible, turn to Exodus. I want to read from Exodus. This is a thing that's kind of been on my mind a little bit. I may incorporate some other things and start somewhere else, but I'm going to read this. Exodus chapter 33. 
let's start it. Verse 18. Verse 17 says, And the Lord said unto Moses, I will do this thing also that thou hast spoken, for thou hast found grace in my sight, and I know thee by name. And he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before thee. And I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee. And will be gracious to whom I will be gracious. And will show mercy to whom I will show mercy. Now God has that right. He's God. He's sovereign. Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated when they were yet in their mother's womb and neither had done either good or bad. That the election of God may stand sure. But he, you don't look at that. You can't see any of that. And God don't look at that. Every man makes his own way by the route he chooses and by the choices that he makes. Everybody say choices. And so he said, show me your glory. He said, and I'll pass before you. I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee. and will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, show mercy on whom I will show mercy. And he said, thou canst not see my face. For there shall no man see me and live. And the Lord said, behold, there is a place by me. And thou shalt stand upon a rock. And it shall come to pass while my glory passes by that I will put thee in the cliff of the rock will cover thee with my hand while I pass by. And I will take away mine hand and thou shalt see my back parts but my face shall not be seen. If I could, I'd like to talk to us for a moment on the subject, a place. There is a place by God, a place by God. There is a place by God. Let's pray and ask God to help me tonight. Holy God, we thank you for your mighty power, for your wonderful presence, for your spirit of life. That we do know and believe that thou art that Christ, the son of the living God. You are the Holy One of Israel, the might and the power and the strength thereof. You are the glory of God, the glory of the invisible God. Help us to see you as you are, God. Help us to know you and understand you today, Jesus. God, open our understanding, God. Anoint my mind tonight, oh God. Anoint my voice and my lips to say what you would have me to say to, to this thy people, God, thy so great a people. In Jesus' name, we thank you. We praise you for your presence and your power. Amen. Lord bless you. You may be seated. I'm sorry I had you standing so long. I seem to be good at that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, as I was saying earlier, I was, uh, I was uh, here 
I guess I had talked to Brother Josh and uh, and I, it, you know about you know I, I love to talk about who Jesus is and about the oneness of of our God and that how that there is nobody like Jesus and there's no name like his name <laughs> and uh, and so. We see Moses here after having went to the mount for 40 days and 40 nights and receiving the tablets of stone. We see him here after he's come down. And he's got tablets that God has hewed with his own hand. That God with his own finger, has written on those tablets his commandments and what he desired for them to know and to understand about him. See, the thing about God is you don't know him outside of what he allows you to see and understand and tell you. You're, you're, not, you're not in the same sphere with God in a sense. He's outside of where you are. He don't live in your time stamp. He made time for you. And he put you in time. And I got another little thought. And it's talking about that. And I'm going to get to talk about that one day. But I'm not going to get on that tonight. Because that's just too much. But, uh, but, but we're limited in our, in our space of time. And, and Moses has come down. He's got the tablets of stone. And uh, Joshua says, I hear the sound of battle and of war in the camp. And Moses listened a minute. And God then said, hey, you get down. That, those people done went. And so, no, he said, that's not the voice of war that I hear, but the voice of singing, of merrymaking. And you know the story. He comes down and he finds them. Dancing naked because Aaron made them naked to their shame around a golden calf. Now God had already thundered from the mountain in 19 and 20 of Exodus and told them that thou shalt have no other God before me. Thou shalt not bow thyself down to any other. Thou shalt make no kind of image of anything. He said, because I'm not like nothing that you see. I'm God. I'm spirit. And I'm not limited by your time and space. I'm beyond where you are. You can't, you can't even fathom the greatness of your God. He only allows you to see the things that, that uh, you need to see so that you can make heaven and you can be a, 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 a good conversation with him or a good time of communion with him or should I say that you could be somebody that he could find joy in talking to and speaking with that's why I say it's so important for us when we pray that we give God sometimes a chance to speak and in your praying listen for the voice of God it's important young people that are seeking God you young boys and girls and you young men and women that's come in as of late it's so important I 
told the class today, the reason my mom is to say whatever you want and whatever you can do. But there was one thing about her. When a man got up in the pulpit to preach or anybody got up on the street to say anything, she didn't need anybody else to help her out because every Bible she's ever owned, they were worn out from the front to the back. They were just, some of them still so worn you can't read them hardly anymore from her reading the Word of God. She hid it in her heart. She knew her God. She made it a point to know what was written in the Word of God. And so there was nobody coming in with a wind of doctrine that wasn't truth that was going to trip her up and that was going to make her fall. I'm telling you, if you don't get the Word of God in your heart and in your life, you're a victim for failure. You're a victim to fall. And you're a victim to the world. There's nobody like this great God. And you can't know Him outside of what He gave you. And that is the Word of God. Thy Word is truth, O God. And so there is truth in the world today. It's not a, a truth, but there is, there is a the truth. And that the truth is a rock. It's a, an unmovable rock. It is a mighty fortress of a rock. It is the mighty power of God. It is the glory of God that can be revealed unto us today. But it is up to us to ask of God that we can find Him. And so we see the man Moses come down and he throws the tablets of stone down and they're broken and he's angry like God was angry. He said, you get down to that people you brought out of Egypt and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to slay them all and raise you up another people. He said, no, no, you can't do that. He said, they'll think you brought them out here just to kill them. And they won't think nothing about you, he says. And it repented the Lord. He said, okay. And so Moses stands in between God, his wrath, a type of Christ, if you please, between God's wrath and the children of Israel. And, uh, and so he's, he's uh, uh, you know, I was reading the other day and it just so fit and, and I'll tell it here. He's, when you're reading in Leviticus, I believe it is, uh, and uh, that's where most of this is, but I think that's where it was at. And uh, it was speaking of, uh, of, of, the, of the jealousy of the of the. Sin of jealousy or the, or the man that is jealous of his wife and that if uh, he's jealous of her, that uh, he brings it to the priest and he said, hey, this woman, I think she's messing up and I think she's this and that and skipping around and all kind of stuff. He said, well, he said, uh, you can take from the floor of the tabernacle the dust from there and put it in pure water. And you take it, that water that you've taken from the labor. You take that water and you, and you put that in there and, uh, and uh, you cause the woman that is accused of adultery or accused of being unfaithful and you cause her to drink that water and uh, it'll cause her belly to swell and her thigh to rot if she has been taken in adultery or in fornication or she's been unfaithful. And I'm telling you, the right of the jealous husband, you know, if you 
you read the Word of God, the ladies didn't have very many rights. If you're you're a women's live person and you're all about women's rights and all that stuff, uh, just just, uh, uh, maybe you maybe ought not to read the Old Testament at all. Just don't turn back there and read any of that. Hallelujah. Your your feelings are going to get hurt. But if you want to be submissive to God, and let me tell you what hair, what about the long hair, and you shall have power with the angels. Look, I don't know about you, but I think all the time. And now, now it may not be deep thoughts, brother, brother Brennan, but I, but my mind does do some thinking. Hallelujah! And uh, my wife, you may say, hey, if his mind thinks very much, uh, she said it don't really work real good all the time because she has to straighten me out. And the older I get, the more she straightens me out. Hallelujah! And I thank God for it. So I, I don't like to mess up, man. You know, it costs money sometimes too. But praise God. Uh, but the, the the right of the jealous. But let me let me tell you, ladies, something. Your your obedience to God and your and your obedience of faith in God and your submission in where you're supposed to be as a woman of God and a lady of God and your submission to the long hair and un, it's uncut hair. Don't cut your hair. Don't fool with it and break it off. Don't don't be wrapping it around your finger and then break it off. Same thing. You might as well cut it all off and shave it and look like some of these freaks out there beside the road that we need to try to win to God so they can grow their hair back out and they can have just like you power with God that's why it's important for you when you come up here when another lady's praying for you to get around and fight that warfare in the spirit realm because they're battling spirits you're battling spirits and if you'll help one another you'll find victory in your submission and obedience unto God but the right of jealousy. But if not, then she would be fine. And it's all right for everything's cool, right? But she had to endure that. But you notice what old Mo done. He comes down. He takes that golden calf. He beats that thing to dust. He throws it into that water. And he made the children of Israel to drink. And it wasn't long. He said, you, who's on the Lord's side? And every man grabbed his sword of Levi. The, the men of Levi grabbed the sword. He said, go amongst the brethren and slay. And I believe it. Uh, oh, Lord, help me. It was about 6,000, 9,000, 8,000. Uh, many men that God slew that day with a sword. Because God take and made them drink of the water because he said I the Lord thy God am a jealous God it was a right of the jealousy of God again where you committed whoredoms against me with another God which is no God at all and the right of jealous of the jealous husband said hey I'm going to exact vengeance on you and your life is but dust if you don't repent and turn to God there's some things you cannot do there's some things God will not abide and one is blaspheming against the Holy Ghost it cannot be given here nor in the world to come you can say what you want about the man Christ Jesus and you can say anything you want about the way the church is run but if you blaspheme having known God for sure if you blaspheme against the Holy Ghost it said you can't be forgiven here or in the world to come you can't go back on God and then say there ain't nothing to the Holy Ghost once having taste of that heavenly gift there is no more place of repentance this wasn't what I planned to say but I said it now it's done Hallelujah. and so we find Moses he 
he, he, he tears that thing up and he says, you know what, Moses, I'll go with you and I'll be with you. And I, and, I, and I'll, and, and because I know you by name, he said, God, you told me all this stuff. And, 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 but how can I know? How can I know? Now, therefore, I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way that I may know thee, that I may find grace in thy sight. This is the 13th verse. And consider that this nation is thy people. And he said, my presence shall go with thee, and I will give thee rest. And he said unto him, if thy presence go not with me. We sang it tonight. That's how I know the first song and the next song. Well, And then we sung the next one. Every one of the songs kind of goes along with what I'm trying to tell you tonight. There's nobody like this God that we serve. And if you will let him he will not fail you but he will walk with you if he called you he also equipped you and if he equipped you he means for you to be on the battlefield doing a work for God because everywhere you go brother Randy Barnum there's a battlefield it doesn't matter where it is whether it's in your home or whether it's outside the home there's always some kind of battle going on and you gotta fight for what's yours because God gave it to you and he means for you to hold your ground and to fight and he's clothed you he's clothed you in victory everybody say I'm clothed in victory well the weapons of our warfare are Wherefore, put ye on the, that ye may withstand. <laughs> you going to put the armor on? Are you going to weapons that give the, the weapons that God gave you? The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strong. What kind of strongholds are you facing today? Hey, God said, I'll be with you. He said, but if you don't go with me, he said, I don't want to go. He said, if thy present go not, carry us not up hence. For wherein shall it be known here that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight? Is it not that thou goest with us? So shall we be separated, I and thy people, from all the people that are upon the face of the earth. And the Lord said unto Moses, I will do this thing also thou hast spoken. For thou hast found grace in my sight, and I know thee by name. And then he says... I beseech ye, show me thy glory. And so it's on, it's on the backdrop of having coming down, spent 40 days and 40 nights on the mount, receiving the testimony of God. And God himself. I've said this a lot lately. God himself hewed those stones. The next time around... Moses had to hew them out himself. You want to stand on the Word of God, you better dig it out. You better hew something out for yourself. You better get the carving tool in your hand. And say, God, if you'll help me, I'm going to carve this thing in stone. Everybody say he carved it in stone. Say it's written in stone. Well, hallelujah. That's why his word, 
those commandments that hadn't been done away with. Jesus, that's the only one that could ever keep every one of them from the time he was born to the time that he died. Well, hallelujah. 726. I got to hurry up. I know how I get to taking so long. My goodness. Uh, it just gets so much better when I get up here till uh, I figure out a lot of stuff to say. Hallelujah. Praise God. <laughs> Y'all just pray for me that I'll just say what God wants you to hear tonight. Because it's, it's not about saying a lot of stuff. If I'm just, if, 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 if you can't be receptive to what I've got to say, I'm useless in the kingdom of God. Except that it be to your damnation. Friend, I don't want that at all. I don't, I'd rather you not, I'd rather me not even get up here if I have to preach something that's going to doom somebody and damn some soul to hell. I don't want that on my conscience. I want you to be saved. I want you to be delivered. I want you to be alive in God. I don't want you to take a step without Him going with you. I want you to know that He wants to show you His glory. That He wants to show you His power and His might. And He told Moses, He said, there is a place by me. There is a place by me. And thou shalt stand upon a rock. Everybody say, I'm on a rock. And it shall come to pass while my glory passes by that I will put thee in the cleft of the rock, will cover thee with my hand while I pass by. Now what got me to this? was in praying and talking to God. And from what, I guess it just stemmed from what Brother Josh had said. It's, uh, how many know that the rock in the wilderness that followed them, that rock was Christ? How many know that? Hallelujah. A rock again, a rock. And out of that rock came forth water, and the water fed and watered a great multitude of cattle and people, of animals and beasts. And, and so it is that, that when we look at the man Christ Jesus, uh, we have to look back at what happened in the garden. That when Adam was, was, was created, Brother Moore, that it said God created man from the dust of the earth. And then it says, and the Lord breathed into him the breath of life. And man became a living soul. Now, Adam, without the breath of God, was nothing more than a dead soul. Apart from the breath of God, he was useless. He was fit for nothing. He was, there was no more life in him than a rock that he was laying beside until the breath of God came. 
And the Word of God tells me that the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. And so we see that it also says that the second man, Adam, was made what? A living spirit or a quickening spirit, a living spirit. He made him alive. And because he was made alive, the man Christ Jesus... Because of how he came. Just, just think about it with me. Just because of how he came. In the fullness of time, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, made under the law. Now, he had a mama, but it said the angel came to her and said, The Holy Ghost shall overshadow thee, and thou shalt conceive and bear a child of the Holy Ghost. And so from his mother's womb and from his birth, he didn't have a daddy in the world, in the earth. But his father was the very God of glory, the Holy Ghost, if you please, of the Spirit that Moses could not look upon and live, could not see his face and live. And so it is that, that he didn't come like the other Adam came, but he came born of a woman that was made from a rib of the first Adam. Well, hallelujah. And because that first Adam partook of what the woman partook of, it preserved the woman's life and also made a way for the second man, Adam, to have an effectual and triumphant entry into the world so that the world could be saved by him but Jesus Christ outside of the presence of his father he said if you knew my father then you would know me but because you don't know my father then you don't know me if thou had known me you would have known my father also and if you knew Abraham you would have known me and if you had done what Moses said then you would also have known me Abraham saw my day he longed to see my day and he saw and was glad and they said you have a devil I told the Sunday school class this much this morning I get things kind of you know carried away when I get to talking hallelujah but the word of God is still good all the way around hallelujah it fits multiple places but but there he is and so Jesus Christ the man brother Moore he was no more fit for anything he was a worthless vessel he was no good of, to anybody outside of the presence of the mighty God except that he had come like nobody else came. He would have been just some kind of something out there that out of Father. Hey, but he came by the presence of the Almighty God. He came like nobody else would ever come again. And he came with life and power. And he came with glory and honor. And when he came, he said, I will show the glory of God. I will show the mighty power of God. I will show the greatness of God. I will show the salvation of God I will show my mighty acts in the world you can't hey if you don't you can't have Jesus and not have the mighty God also if he was not God there was no way for him to function and to be effectual brother Moore except he came as a potter and the clay He came as lawyer and judge. 
became as God and Son. The man Christ Jesus hung on a tree. The God of glory didn't hang on a tree. But here's a, here's, a, here's a kicker right here. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? When that God, he could not live without God. He, that man, Christ Jesus, the, the Father was leaving. The essence of life was leaving. The thing that created everything was leaving. How can he, this man, Christ Jesus, live outside of the presence of the living God who was his daddy who birthed him in the womb who caused a womb to grow a child that never knew a man there's nothing like this gospel and there's nobody like Jesus you can't have Jesus and say I've got the father without Jesus you gotta have Jesus to get the father because the visible things of God show forth the invisible you can't see the invisible except through the visible You want to see his glory? I said, do you want to see his glory? And so, the very God of heaven and earth was living in him. In all of his might and glory. He could no more live without the power and presence of God than Adam could live without the breath of God. He became a quickening spirit by the spirit of God that was in him. The spirit of God gave the life and caused it to begin to grow in the womb. And so today... If you need the glory of God to shine forth into your life, you have got to somehow reach beyond where you are today and ask God, can you show me your glory? Can I be a part of what you're doing? Can I see through this veil of uncertainty and of doubts and fears? And can I get a hold of this man, Christ Jesus, in whom is life? And then that is in him more abundantly. There, hey, there's coming a day in the near future if you don't know him and you haven't tasted of his glory I doubt whether or not you're going to be able to stand the way to eternal life is through the man Christ Jesus in him was life and that life was the light of men. Matthew 17 and once. It said, and after six days, Jesus taketh Peter, James, and John, his brother, and bringeth them up into a high mountain apart. Verse number two says, and was transfigured before them. And his face did shine as the sun, and his raiment was white as the light. 
That means transfigured is to transform or to make different. Transform to enlighten. It said, his face did shine as the sun, his raiment was white as the light. And behold, there appeared unto him, unto them Moses and Elias talking with him. Then answered Peter and said unto Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If thou wilt, let us make there here three tabernacles, one for thee, one for Moses, one for Elias. And while he yet spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And behold, a voice out of the cloud said, which said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. And when the disciples heard it, they fell on their face and were sore afraid. And Jesus came and touched them and said, Arise and be not afraid. And when they lifted up their eyes, they saw no man save Jesus only. I wonder how many times... Now look, when, you, when I look at this story, I look at those two gentlemen that, that they saw there. Now, one of the other birds, I think it's uh, Luke says that they were sleepy and could not. And then when they come to, they saw him talking. But it's an amazing thing. He took those three men again. I know of three times where he took them a little bit further. Or he took them apart, took them into Jairus' home. And he took them in the garden just a little bit further than the rest. And then he went a stone, a stone's throw away. Now the question is, are you willing and are you desiring enough from God? Or are you uh, put yourself in a place where God can trust you with seeing things that the rest of the crowd is not going to be privy to see? And he said that he was transfigured before them, and there was Moses and Elijah. What is different about Moses and Elijah and the Word of God than the rest of the people? And I've told this a bunch of times, but it bears saying again. Now, and, and, and I say this, when people say they fast for 40 days and 40 nights, Moses done it twice. Guess who else done it? In a cave. And he put that mantle around his Mouth and the earthquake and the rocks went and the wind blew and and then there was a still small voice and he wrapped himself and came out of that cave. Hey, come out of your cave. God don't want you living in a cave. He don't want you in a tomb. Lazarus, come forth. Get out of there. You're not dead. You're alive. I am the resurrection and the life. That's my glory. That's my glory. Moses, you want to see me? I'm going to put you on a rock. Who is the rock? Who is the rock? And here they are. They're on that mount. And they see Moses and Elijah. Moses, 40 days and 40 nights. Elijah, 40 days and 40 nights. Jesus led into the wilderness, driven there. 40 days and 40 nights. And when they saw them, they were glistering or glistening one says or they were whiter than a fuller soap can make white whiter than even the snow in other words there was the glory of God the glow of the presence of God 
And when you read, when you read before that the elders, but just before this, that he said, tell them to come up to the mount, 70 of them, and with uh, Nadab, Abihu, and Aaron, bring them, they come up with you into the mount. He said, and they saw God and did eat and drink. But they saw the glory. If you read that and you look at that, they saw the, the glory, the glistering, or the, 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 the clearness in, is what it says. The, the clear glory of God. And it also bears a witness that, look. You're not going to see the glory of God. Just sitting on a pew and come and say, Pedicate, Pedicate, Breaker Man, I love you, Lord Jesus. Hey, whoo, Lord, I love you. Hallelujah. And run around the. Brother Moore, I've seen them run. I've seen them run. The, I, I hate to say this, but I, I've seen them run the aisles. I've seen them dance a jig and do all kind of stuff. And then they won't be very much longer later, a few years, months, or whatever it may be. They be out there. They're not even close to God anymore. They don't even mind the things of God anymore. That's why I'm telling you, you better get settled on a rock. He said, there's a place by me. There's a place by God. But there's a rock there. And that rock is Christ. And you got to get founded on the rock you gotta know who he is you can't flounder around in dismay and doubt you got to know in whom you have believed and you gotta know him for yourself you can't depend on pastor Moore to to know him for you you gotta dig it out said the wise man and when he built his house brother Moore he didn't build, he didn't just dig down till he got the sandstone. He didn't dig down till he got to a little bit of limestone. No, 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 no. He said he dug down deep until he found a rock, a solid rock that could not be moved. And the wise man built his house. But it takes some digging to get down to the bedrock of the of the thing. You gotta find God for yourself for the kingdom of God. Since John suffereth violence, and the violent taken by forth, and every man presses his way in you're not getting in by happenstance you're going to get in by reason and the reason is that you have sought God and you've asked him to show me thy glory there is a place by me and so it was when I don't know where I was at, but I'm going to go on. And so it was with Stephen that when they took up the stones to stone him, Brother Moore, he was preaching to them about the rock. He was preaching to them about the man Christ Jesus. Now, he's got what Peter had already said preceding what I just read about where he was transfigured in the chapter right before that. And just, just prior to that, he feeds the multitude and he multiplies the bread. And then he asks them, who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And finally Peter says, thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And the Lord said, flesh and blood, flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, but my Father which is in heaven has revealed it to you. And I say unto thee that upon this rock, thou shalt not be called Simon, but Barjona, which is, you know, or Cephas, which is B, 
being a stone. He said, but not that rock, Peter rock, uh, but the rock Christ. He said, upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And so we see that God is instituting for us a place of stability and a rock that is the glory of God in our lives if we will just but hear. But Peter gets that revelation and in just a few verses down the road, God tells them, you know, I got to be put up and, and they're going to treat me bad and they're going to put me on the cross and all that kind of stuff. He says, and Peter says, no, it ain't going to happen. Be it far from you. That ain't it. And and Peter looked around at the disciples and he looked at Peter and says, get thee behind me, Satan. He done told him, I give you the keys to the kingdom. Whatsoever you bind on earth, I will bind in heaven. Whatsoever you loose on earth, I will loose in heaven. And then he turned around and said, get thee behind me, Satan. You know, God uses me greatly in the gifts. God uses me this and uses me that. And he said he's going to do this. And then he turns around and said, get thee behind me, Satan. You better be careful. That's why it's imperative for you to read the word of God and get established and rooted and grounded. For yourself. Because if you're not careful, you'll be found fighting against the will of God. Thinking, oh, well, I'm doing good. I ain't letting nobody talk about my Jesus. No, they ain't, they ain't touching you, God. You're, you're the Lord. You're the Christ. I know who you are. Flesh and blood hadn't revealed this to me. Hallelujah. Get thee behind me, Satan. For thou savorest not the things of God, but of man. You're thinking carnal thoughts with the gift of God in your life. With you knowing the foundational stone. But it's not enough to know the foundational stone, Brother Moore. It's enough, though, if you can say, Lord, show me your glory. I want your glory to be revealed to me. I want to know who you are. I want to see what you got. I want to know what you're going to do tomorrow and the other days. Let me know the path I ought to take. Help me to order myself by your word. Let me to walk in the fullness of the glory and the grace of God today that I might know how to please you today. And so it was when Stephen was being stoned and they took up stones because he told them you murdered and you killed the just and the holy one and you didn't believe on him, but you killed him and they began to run upon him and gnash on him. And he said, I see the heavens open and Jesus standing at the right hand of the majesty on high. He saw him at the right hand of God. And no man can see me and live. And Stephen, in a few minutes, it wasn't long, they drug him out and stoned him to death. And he saw the glory of God in his death. I'm telling you, if there's not a death in your life to the things of this world and the things of your carnal flesh, you'll never see God. You'll never see his glory. You'll never see the right hand of the authority and the power of God you will always wander around in a wilderness and the shoes may not wear out on your feet but you're going nowhere you're not entering into the promised land and you're going to die in a wretched state in the wilderness without the promise and the promise is for us 
And the promise, I said, is for us. Brother Jeremy, you know what I want to be? I want to be in that cliff of a rock. I want to be in that place by God. There is a place. There is a place by me. Now that I know there's a place by him, excuse me, there's a, there's a mount of transfiguration. There's a place. I can, I can be, I can be, Brother Burnham, I'm not going to be pushed to the side. It's not good enough to be pushed to the side. No, no. Well, brother so-and-so, he's mightily, that's brother so-and-so. But God, you need somebody right here in this area that needs to be mightily used of God. I want to be that vessel. Well, you're going to have to say, yeah, 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 yeah. There may be some suffering, God, but show me your glory. Show me your glory. They're not going to listen to me. They're not going to want to hear everything I got to say. And they're going to speak and murmur against me. But when they murmur against me, they're murmuring against you. That's what Moses had to contend with. And that's what real men of God always contend with. There's always a murmuring cloud, crowd, and there's always those uh, that are going to be gainsaying everything that the man of God says because they're just a little more intelligent than you are. But there's a place by me. I want to get on that rock. Bradford, I want to be on that rock. I don't care about being on any other kind of rock. I don't want a something like the rock or a similar to the rock or something real close to what the rock is, Brother Quinn. I want to be on the rock. I want to know the man Christ Jesus just like he is in all of his undulterated glory. I don't want to have anything that's a little bit off the mark. I've got to know him. I've got to know him. I've got to know him. And I want to be found on a rock. And so, Stephen, in his death, saw the glory of God. And Peter, having witnessed God in all of his glory, working wonders and miracles and signs, found himself after having made known who the Christ, the Son of the living God was, and receiving the keys to the kingdom of heaven, found himself being rebuked of God because he couldn't quite get past the carnal mind. Did you know that the carnal mind is an enemy of God? It is not subject to the law of God. The Bible says neither indeed can be. That's why if you don't die, if there's not a death in your life every day. Uh, Brother Moore, it's an everyday. Paul said, I protest by your rejoicing. I die daily. There's a morning and an evening sacrifice. There's a death that had to happen every morning. And there was a death that happened every evening. There's no life without death. I said, there's no life without death. There's no glory without death. you got to die that the glory of God. God can come alive, that it can be revealed. It's in you by the Holy Ghost, but you've got to reveal it to the world. You've got to make sure that the old man is not seen, but the new man is seen. You've got to make sure that what you were cannot be seen anymore, but it's hidden with God in Christ Jesus, and you are alive in Him, and you're looking like Him every day because you have crucified the flesh. Would you stand? I'm through. I'm through. I'm through. I'm through. 
Somebody come and play something. Well, hallelujah. Babies is tired. I done screamed at them until they're angry with me for holding them captive so long. To think, to think that you know this God outside of Jesus Christ, and to think that there may be multiple persons. I believe Brother Kelly Patrick's said it and and we you've known this but sometimes you just miss you just miss some of the key things and, and we know that except you believe that I am he you should die in your sins but he says because that is in italics they added that word in there he so that you could help you trying to help you understand but in the original it reads except you believe that I am you should die in your sins. And so revelations, I believe Brother Moore had it up there this morning. I want to read one more if I could Revelations 20 22 and after he tells about that city that he saw coming down he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain showed me the great city holy Jerusalem descending out of heaven from God having the glory of God and her light was likened to a stone most precious even like a jasper stone clear as crystal he sees all of this stuff and sees a city that is four square and he measured the wall thereof and, he, and the building of the wall was of jasper. The city was pure gold like unto clear glass. And the foundations of the wall of the city were garnished in all manner of precious stones. And he tells you what they all are all the way down to the twelfth. And the twelve gates were twelve pearls. Every several gate was of one pearl. And the street of the city was pure gold, as it were transparent glass. And I saw no temple therein. For the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it. And the Lamb is the light thereof. Show me your glory. Show me your glory. Show me your glory. There is a place by me on a rock. And the rock that followed them, that rock was Christ. 
And that rock where he put Moses, that rock was Christ. You want to see my glory? You got to fall on the rock and be broken. Because if that rock falls on you again, it'll grind you to powder. You know what he's wanting to know? Does anybody want to know me? Does anybody want to see my glory? Is there anybody in this present world that would like to see my glory? Do you want to walk with me? Will you pay the price to walk with me? Will you be a peculiar treasure? And Moses says, we won't be like anybody else, but we'll be a sanctified people set apart. We won't be like the world. We won't be like nobody else because you called us out for yourself and you made us different than all the rest of the world. And you're doing things among us that you can't do among the rest of the world and will not do. But for you today, God has power and glory in his right hand to give unto you. And the authority of the church is in you today. You are that voice to the little lady in Sam's parking lot. I didn't come to destroy. I came to save. They don't need anybody else to beat them up. You may be right, but you're going to be right and be wrong. I don't want to be haunted. I don't want to be haunted in my spirit. Being callous. When God's called us to peace and love. What's the fruit of the spirit? You may know. I don't think it has that. And the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. God, forgive me. I beg God to forgive me. Ambassador from another world. It's not my home. One thing to claim something, it's another thing to be it. What do you want to be? What are you willing to sacrifice? God's calling us to the top of the mountain. a fearful place brother boy Moses said I exceedingly fear and quake but there he received the instructions of God for a temple and a house for the glory of God to dwell in and to meet and commune with the people and to lead and to guide them 
Do you want God to lead you today? Would anybody like to talk to God just for a moment? Because he's saying there's a place by me. You want to see my glory? I got a place. I got a place. It's just for you. It's just for you. It's just for you. I, 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 I bid you to come. I bid you to come to that, to that place. I bid you to come and, 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 and look, at, look at what I've got. I've got glory. I've got majesty. I've got glorious visions of who and what I am. And when you come unto me, I've got the armor that you can put on that'll keep you from the enemy's snares and and all of his tactics. Your feet being shod with the preparation of the gospel. I want you to know. You got the shield of faith whereby you quench all the fiery darts of the enemy. Loins girt about with truth. Breastplate of righteousness. Show me your power. Got a helmet. Keep your mind. We have not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Come on, get a hold of the promises of God today. Don't let the enemy steal from your heart and your spirit what God has promised you. Don't allow the enemy to to make less of what God says is more. Don't settle for less. Your glory. I want your glory. I want your glory. Bless me and more, and more of you, Lord. It's what I need. That's what I need. Show me your glory. Show me your glory. Show me your power. I want to see. Bless me and more, and more of you. It's what I need. A place. A place. By you, Lord. There's a place by you, God. There the glory of God is made manifest. There the glory of God is revealed. No glory. There's no glory without Jesus. He is the glory of God. He is the image of the invisible God. Like your Lord. I 
I just want to be like you, Lord. Oh, I love you, Lord Jesus. I love you, Lord Jesus. I love you, Lord Jesus.
with you. Lord, move me out of the way. Help me to die. Help me to commit myself a living sacrifice. Oh, acceptable in you, O God. seen in the face of Jesus Christ. Oh, 
about you, Lord. Let it be all about you, Lord. I need your glory. I want your glory. Yes, to be for you is what I need. Show me your glory.
name of Jesus. In the 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 name of Jesus. Come like a flood. Saturate.
just take a moment and just kind of linger in the presence of the Lord and His love and compassion. Nobody loves us more than He loves us. He knows that we're just flesh. This came to me even before service tonight and knows our shortcomings, our infirmities, our inabilities, and the warfare that's going on, struggles, and all the different things pulling at us and trying to weigh us down. And the scriptures has made it plain to us. It's he that endures unto the end. It's he that just keeps his mind made up and regardless of how many times he's knocked down or maybe knocked backwards or he just gets back up and he just keeps pushing on he just keeps pressing on because there is a place there is a place with our God there's a place in the kingdom there's a place in the house of God there's a place in the body of Christ for each and every individual in this service tonight there's room there's room in the heavens that's going to prepare a place and I promise you it's more than enough room for each heart each soul but we're going to have to be like Paul and Peter and so many other disciples and our forefathers that's that's willing to press on against the opposition that's willing to with all the hindrances that may take place. And we just keep pushing on. We just keep pressing toward the mark. We 
just keep praying the prayers and calling on the name of Jesus and, and putting our trust in Him. And it's really, it's really all in Him. He's the one. He's that chief cornerstone. He's the fairest of 10,000. He's a friend that sticks closer than anybody else. He's a very present help in the time of trouble. But he's also a very present help in the good times. Amen. The times that we're exalted and the times that everything's going great. He's the one that can still keep our heads on right and our spirits right. Because if he's not with us in the times that we're blessed, we'll find ourselves in those times of being blessed, become lifted up and exalted and find ourselves out. Amen. I'm thankful to serve a God tonight. Amen. That in all of our infirmities and shortcomings and inabilities, amen, he loves us, he mows us, speaks to us, and he moves upon us. He's a faithful God, and he's in the saving business. He's in the delivering business. And I'm glad he's in this place tonight. Thank you, Brother Ford, for the word tonight. Amen. God bless you tonight. You may be seated. So let's don't forget Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, Vacation Bible School, starting at 630 to 8.30. All is invited. The adults of you that like to come, we are going to do some teaching. Uh, we're going to fall in the same themes as the, the Bible school itself. And uh, we'll just play some of this out. Not sure exactly how many adults are coming. And outside the church, uh, we will be asking uh, two or three of the men occasionally help that's not occupied that's all not already involved in something uh, if you can make yourself available uh, I thought of this after our little meeting this evening so I want to ask for two or three men to come and kind of walk the premises and uh, they're going to be some outside events if the weather permits and so this a help we'll have people maybe probably coming in and out some that we know some we don't know and so this might help keep from things happening uh, that ought not to happen and help relieve the pressure off of these. It's going to actually do it during the school itself. So uh, if you don't mind, I need two or three men that can volunteer Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday night, all three nights, uh, to help walk and just throughout the, the time, okay? Man, get with me in a little while about that, all right? Let's pray and ask God. Uh, another thing I'm going to request, Brother Heath talked about it in the meeting here, we're going to ending, and, and he made mention, said he's never had this far as an altar call, a man in a, the Bible school, and uh, but we're going to do that all three nights. We need you to participate. We need you to get involved. If any of these babies move, you need to move with them. Don't hold back. Don't sit back yonder. Don't stand around. That's a commandment, not an option. Okay? 
We can't expect them to come up here if they move on their own. In fact, we ought to encourage them to come no matter what happens. We do it at youth camps. Shouldn't be any difference. Should put the same effort into it. Just get them all to come. They, ain't, they don't have to do this. And they don't have to. But if we'll come together, let God touch us, minister to us. This is what it's all about. You want to see these babies touched. You want to see them experience God and to know that there's more to life than just what the world has to offer. Uh, more to live for. Amen. And we don't know where they're coming from. We don't know what kind of backgrounds they're coming from. And, but uh, this could be an opportunity for them and for us, for us to see it happen. And so we want to do our part, man, of working in this and just seeing God to help us out. Okay? All right. Any other announcements? Okay, well, let's take care of birthdays, birthdays. Sister Moore, no doubt. Jadon, all right. <laughs> so get that money out. Huh? All right, well, let's sing happy birthday to Jaden and Sister Moore tonight. right let's give them a good hand tonight god bless them hallelujah he's looking at it like it wasn't enough stand up here y'all gotta bring some more <laughs> just kidding all right anniversaries anniversaries no anniversaries all right well let's stand ask god to bless the fellowship thank you again for preparing let's go back and enjoy some fellowship celebrating sister moore's uh, 62nd birthday Amen. God's been good to her, been good to me, and we're celebrating it. Amen. Hallelujah. Lord, we love you tonight and appreciate you. We thank you for your faithfulness, your goodness and kindness that's been poured out upon us time and time again. God, we ask you to bless this fellowship, bless the hands that prepared this meal, help us receive it in thanksgiving. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you.